Hello, everybody. It's that time of night on a Sunday, every other Sunday night thing. It's Disability Horizons Television. Yes, we're back. We're live. It is live as well. Hurrah. I'm Mick, the mouth scarlet. Um, who, as you know, can talk for England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales and probably the rest of the planet. Uh, I am also joined by my partner in crime, the wonderful Zek the Tech Richardson. Hey, hello, Zek. Say hello, Zek. Good evening, everyone. It's good to be back. Uh, he says he can talk for this country. That's why we left the EU, because Mick used to talk for them as well. <laughs> Annoyingly, I did. I got paid as well to talk for the EU, and then we left, and now I don't get paid for that anymore, so I'm not, not at all bitter. Um, it's going to be a great show tonight, folks, because we've got some fantastic guests for you. We have the wonderful Alice Evans and the wonderful Lucy Wood, who are together part of the labelled podcast. And so let's say hello to you wonderful guests, Lucy and Alice. Hello. We go hello. Alice first. Let's slide Alice Let's go Alice. First. We can't do more disco things, can we? So hello, uh, Alice. How are you? <laughs> I am all right. Thank you, Mick and Zek. How are you both? Now we're alive. Mm. <laughs> yes, luckily, because of course tonight's subject is the like the negatives and the positive, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I always say of disability. Uh, luckily, we've kind of, I think we've all, <laughs> looking at our various social media feeds, had one of those weeks where it's been a bit of a goodie baddie. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be a fun chat. Um, and of course, hello, Lucy. How are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you, guys. How are you? Thank you for having us. No, thanks for coming on. It's going to be great. Now, I'm going to, uh, because I'm lazy, I'm going to get you to introduce yourselves one at a time, and then we're going to talk about the, the label podcast and stuff. So I, I, I think it's only polite and, of course, alphabetical that we start with Alice first. So, Alice, could you introduce yourself? Tell us a, a bit about yourself and tell the wonderful viewer all about yourself. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Alice. Uh, I am visually impaired, guide dog user, co-host of the label podcast um and i like books and coffee and um it's kind of it books Hopefully coffee gin, gin gin quite like gin um and uh similarly to mick you can do a lot of talking so this should be a fun a fun old evening well, I have actually been on the podcast, so I do know that you do. It's not one of those podcasts where you kind of ask a question and then it gets quiet. So you're going to fit <laughs> right in here. Yeah, uh, now, so Lucy. Me and Lucy don't do quiet. No, we don't no, do that. No, I know. It was like there was three of us and it was like three people just desperately trying to talk. So you're, like I said, going to fit very well in with this show. Uh, now, Lucy, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi guys, I'm Lucy. I am also the co-host of the Label Podcast. I have cerebral palsy and use a manual wheelchair. Uh, I also blog under the name The Four-Wheeled Wonder Woman. Not as much as I used to, but I, I occasionally will post the odd bit and piece there. And I also, uh, my day job, I work for um, Access Able, which provides uh, detailed access guides for various locations up and down the UK. So that's ironic. So how did you get that role? What, so what do you do there? You, you're in marketing, um, aren't you? Yeah, I'm marketing coordinator for uh, Accessable. Um, and the way I got the role, uh, I lost my job previous to this one uh, and couldn't find a job for love no money. I got uh, invited to join the volunteer network, uh, the Accessable Ambassadors um or champions as it was called then and i went to an event and did some speaking for accessable and i happened to say to somebody um i'm really struggling to not uh, hoping they will give me a job but i was just a, like offload yeah, right and uh i said i can't i can't find a job for love and money and they said oh we'll have to see what we can do about that two weeks later they said uh, we're going to make a role for you in marketing if you want one cool. so that that was how uh that was how that, that happened seems very classic you lucy i haven't heard that story before but lucy's very much a like i'll just i'll just talk to this person and see what happens with it she tends to have her finger in a lot of pies that's a result the only time i've had a role made for me was in subway <laughs> <laughs> do you know i've never been in a subway ever haven't you well, the nope but it's quite funny because a lot of them aren't accessible. The circle line's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I've never been in a subway. 
But yeah, oh, so that's how right. I got that role at Access yeah. Table. It, it's funny, actually, the number of jobs you get when you go in and go, get a job, get a job. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Admittedly, what's annoying is I'm uh, and Zach, of course, we're we're old enough to remember that from the boys from the back stuff. But now, of course, the world is filled with people that have no idea what you're talking about. So I, I regularly write to people in the media and go, "Oh, hello, it's me. It's gives a job." And I know that they're like, "What is this strange triple talking about?" I saw, I saw about? something online that said. 1970 was closer mm. to 1914 than it is now, and I suddenly I felt my bones creak. Yeah. Yes, I've done. I did. I did a training course for a group of. I was hired to do a, a like a quick introduction to the social model for school kids. Um, it was on Friday, and I thought it was going to be for like teenagers. And then just before I went on, they went, "Oh, you know the kids are eight, five to eight. Oh, so I had to change the whole thing. And I turned into, hello, I'm Mick, ex-Kids TV presenter. Kind of excited, but at the same time, <laughs> trying to get across very complex ideas in a way you can understand. Just imagine if you wheel up to a flight of stairs, you can't get up them. But if there's a lift, you can. That's the social model. Oh, that's well, really interesting. I, I went to a school and it was a senior school. And I was giving a talk and I got there and they were sixth formers and the, there was one just stood there and I said, well, do you want to take a seat? And she said, well, I'm the teacher. <laughs> Don't. I did, no. a thing at my old, I did a thing at my old school were doing, we were doing, they were having a day about getting everyone to try disability sports. Why they asked me to go, other than the fact that I was the only, I was, there was, there was Paul Carter came from my school. He'd have been a much better bet. But they asked me to come up and do the um, kind of celebrity bit. <laughs> It's not. It's not filled with famous people. He worked for the BBC, you know. So yes, so you too. One day you could be this much of a weirdo. So I turn (laughs) up, and there's this this guy there who's a wheelchair user, and he's got this what I think is a PA with him who keeps doing everything for him. And I'm getting really annoyed, thinking, let him have a go himself, because he's he's not like profoundly disabled. He's no more left, less disabled than I am. So like, she kept putting basket hoops in, and I was like, so in the end, <laughs> we're playing basketball, and I grab her around the waist and say, look, let him have a go, right? And then a bit later, I'm handing out medals, and there's this same girl in her uniform, and it wasn't <laughs> a PA; it was a schoolgirl who I grabbed, right? And she obviously fancied this boy and was trying desperately to impress him. And I just raved on her parade. And that's it. it Mick's like, not allowed near a school. That's now. not allowed near a school. And, and like, now, now when Mick moves house, he has to go around and introduce himself. Yeah, to his neighbors. I'm here. But it was like, it's like. You're at that age where you have no idea. Are you a teacher? Are you a pew? It's gone. It's like so sad. Anyway, moving swiftly on before I get up any in trouble. Tell us about the label. Go on, Alice. Button. Tell us about something sensible. I was just going to say that in my new job, uh, I weekly go to a college where I am supposed to deliver health awareness training to a group of uh, 17 to 21 year olds. And... I have never felt so old before in my entire life. I just like standing there and we were having a conversation about celebrities and they didn't know who Kate Price was. Um, That's and a good thing. It's, when, it's when they don't remember that Adam Deck used to be PJ and Duncan. Like, just, I just, I'm just standing there like, I'm not, I'm PJ not old, and Duncan, actually, old enough to be a mum. <laughs> yeah, you two can just. Move yeah. <laughs> you're so old, to, like, like when you're old enough that actually PJ and Duncan or Ant and Deck actually came up to you once and said, "Oh, we used to watch you when we were a kid." And it's like, oh, <laughs> God's sake, right? When you're old enough, when you meet people, and not only are you now old enough to be their parents, as we are to you two, right? But then you meet people and go, "Oh no, now I'm young enough to be their grandparents," and then you realise that they've got kids, and then you're like, oh. <laughs> and it's really depressing. So talk about something happy. Talk about the labelled podcast. Tell us, how did you get together? What is it? And where can people find it? Um. So I I sent, I, I was on the way home from my last trip out before lockdown. And I was sat in the back of the car thinking to myself, do you know, I think I could do a podcast. <laughs> so I put a tweet out on Twitter and said, well, if anybody, um, if anybody, would anybody listen to a podcast about disability? Me prattling on for like half an hour. And loads of people said, yeah, do it, do it, do it. And then Alice appeared. Um, don't follow Alice. Alice appeared and went, I want to do, I want to do um, 
a podcast do you want to do one with me so i was like yeah right. so we uh, we had a chat on the phone for an hour or an hour and a half i think i did most of the talking and uh yeah it went from there really didn't it Al? yeah i i i like podcasts i listen to a lot of podcasts and i've been listening to several po- like this one in particular and i was like i could do this this is it i could do this not hard and then i saw lucy's message and i'd been like asking scrabbling around all of the friends that i had going, who wants to do a podcast with me and they were all like no no we have much more interesting things to do with our time and i was like oh this stranger on the internet and unfortunately lucy was as sad and lonely as i was <laughs> And then we got to the point. We got to the point where we're like, we can't, we can't go, we can't just leave this alone now. We've got to. Yeah, we spent six months talking about it, and then eventually actually started doing it. And um, ever since then, I have regretted the. Oh, I could do a podcast. This is really easy because it is a lot of work. It's just a lot of fun. But I talk to Lucy more than I talk to my husband because there's usually something kicking off somewhere that we've got something to do. <laughs> Have we remembered you... to do X, Y, Z? No. No. <laughs> you do a one take. So is it just a one take? This is what it is. Tough. I'm not editing it. We do have an editor. Yeah. But so we this, don't. This is. We started off with an editor on Disability Horizons TV, Zek. And after the first show, which took forever and he had to cut it down to 45 three days he just said i'm never doing that again we're doing it live and that's the end of it and so that's why it's not that we're some kind of brave heroes going into live performance and going yes we can do it it's just to save him too much i mean the only reason we've got an editor i was just gonna say the only reason that we've got an editor is because uh, i was talking to my like close group of friends about this chick I'd met on the internet and we were going to do a podcast and I was like but I don't know how we're going to do this this and this and Adam went I'll edit it for you if you want I was like yes awesome someone else who would do something for free <laughs> yeah I must admit I've been talking about doing a podcast for ages one like you both I feel that just having one person yeah talk and also mind-numbingly boring but also uh, uh yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I, it will happen, but I don't know. I don't know when. I, I, to be I was honest, about rather... to release a podcast next week with just me talking, and I'm kind of thinking about it now. You said it'd be mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> I think it depends on how long it is, doesn't it? I mean, if you do it for like three hours, then yeah. If you do it for half an hour or something, it's all yeah, right. No, Alexi totally Sale true. gets away with it. It's we just him talking about rubbish. Yeah, we were... <laughs> Alexi we recorded Sale. our episodes for about an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah, we record our episodes yeah. about an hour and a half, okay. so um, we can. They're great, though. You're, you're, I, I love your podcast; it's fantastic. I mean, I would do. I was on it, but you know. <laughs> now, is that your you favourite episode? No, of course. Uh, you, <laughs> no, I can't bear to listen to myself. Uh, but you have just celebrated a birthday, haven't you? Like, kind of. Like, is it your first? Is it your first year that you've been? First going? year, yeah. yeah. First yeah. year. In fact, that, we are now. 13 months and three days old. Ooh. Ooh, We're boring. toddlers. We're toddlers. <laughs> yeah. um, and that, of course, brings me, <laughs> look at this, <laughs> Mr. Professional, to the meat of today's discussion, which is the positives and the negatives, the good, the bad, and the ugly of being disabled. Because you um, you can't say too much because yeah, this is going out live and tomorrow no. you're going to make a, a, a TV news item about it. So you're keeping your powder dry for tomorrow. But you went out and experienced one of the more annoying bad sides of being disabled, didn't you? When you went to celebrate your one year anniversary. Tell us about that. If As much as you can. You can leave out all the, the meat, if you know what I mean, the detail, but just go, this is what happened. Change the names to protect the innocent. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Al, so, do you want to take this one? Yeah, you take this one. Yeah. So um, I live in Leicestershire for my sins. And um, <laughs> I spotted that a annual comedy festival in Leicester was had a, a number of disabled acts on mm. this year. And uh, being the over keen loser that I am, I was like, oh, my God, Lucy, we should go. And 
before she'd even responded to me, I'd spent 60 quid on tickets. Um, and uh, and then I was like, hey, why don't we make, you know, this into a thing in the podcast? Let's, let's celebrate our birthday. Let's take a listener to see one of these disabled acts and yeah. ran with it, all very excited, uh, picked our competition winner. And then uh, I had a conversation with my husband about the venue um, because I'm I'm a lot more indoorsy than him. I, I like I said, I read, he goes to like scary metal gigs. Um, and so he'd been to see one of his scary metal bands in this venue and he was like, isn't that going to be in the basement? And I was like, no, I've been there once and it was on the ground floor when I was there. And he was like, yeah, no, all, all the gigs are in the basement. Uh, so I spent two weeks trying to get hold of the venue and organizers and couldn't hear anything. Eventually uh, went down to the venue, um, eventually learned that, in fact, yes, the, um, the gig would be in the basement um, which would mean that it's not wheelchair accessible. Um, however, it is only a short flight of stairs. So, oh, that's all right then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's those long stairs we can't handle. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I could just turn my legs on and off, you know. Yeah, yeah. One of so that's that's where that's where we uh, mm. sort of found ourselves, and then we decided to release an episode to talk about it. Because that's the thing, isn't it? That's one of the the. Because it's like bad for Lucy, and it would be bad for Zek and me. Um, it's not quite so bad for yourself, but it's bad for you because this is one of the things that always happens. They go, "Oh well, are you a wheelchair user?" And you go, "No, but I'm bringing a friend who is." And it's that <laughs> idea of having to spend that much time going, "Hey, I, I need to know—is it accessible?" And no answer, or the answer of, "Well, yeah, there is, but you know, some steps, but we'll get you in." <laughs> How would you do that then? Magic. So. <laughs> Can you carry me on your shoulders? <laughs> or it has head. that wonderful disability logo. We're, we're accessible. And what they mean is the foyer. Yeah. Yeah. Could, the uh, well, I, yeah, the car <laughs> And ironically, because this is it, I'll just say to all of our wonderful viewers, join in. Join in with the uh, chat that we've got. Join in with the comments. Tell us your good and bad stories about being disabled and we can read them out. Because um, I, uh, my first experience of ever going out in a wheelchair was very similar. I turned up at cinema and it was no, sorry, mate, you can't come in. Oh, and I moaned at the poor bloke that owned the, that managed the cinema and within about a month he'd adapted it. <laughs> Wow. So I kind of, I very, this was in 1981, by the way. So yes, but in 1981. So it shows that, I was misled to believe that things would be a lot better by the year 2022 than they are. Um, I was an avid reader at the time of 2000 AD comic and believed that there'd be robots and Judge Dredd and Strontium Dogs and all that. And instead what we've got is mobile phone and still... We've got Alexa and Judge Rinder. Uh, you see, this is why I love Zek. You see, he stays and he's quite, and then he just shoots you down with some <laughs> excellent stuff. It's like, um, I mean, the disappointing thing about this, what really winds me up is when it's, you know, fair enough, you booked, you overlooked it, but it's when family do it, family or friends book a venue and they don't even bother to check. I've had it before. Oh, it's all right. We'll all be outside most of the night. It's got a cover. And then they go, right, everyone, we're going to make a toast and cut the cake. And they're all bugging off indoors, one in the morning, freezing cold. And I'm outside thinking, Oh, okay. Could never wait. Because <laughs> I would definitely I mean, say if it them. helps at my wedding, I spent most of my wedding outside having my photo taken. So when everybody else buggered off to make toasts, I was outside having my photo taken. So it's not just not just wheelchair users. <laughs> well, we, we purposely booked fully accessible venues. I wonder why. Oh yeah, because I was getting married. Um but, but, but it was uh it was definitely I, I agree. I've definitely been to loads of like events, family events, where it's like the worst one though is when they say they're accessible and they don't, they miss out that they don't have a toilet. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I went through... And then you have to sit cross-legged all that, mm. or limiting how much you drink. That is that. I went me. to I went to a club and we'd rung up and they went, yeah, it's all accessible. Don't worry. And <laughs> when we <laughs> got there, I mean, drink, drink, lovely, lovely. And I went right. Where's your loo? And they went, it's down that little narrow corridor and then to the left. And I went, yeah. well, I can't get my chair down the corridor. And they went, oh, that's funny, because we've got a bloke that gets here and he parks his chair and gets up and walks. 
<laughs> it's the walking bit of the giveaway, isn't it? You see. And so then the, ma- the manager went, oh, I'm really, really sorry. Can I buy you a drink to make up for it? And it's like, no, because I'm no, absolutely disgusting. <laughs> of course, Diane and all the rest of the gang all took their free drink, which meant I was mm-hmm. still later to the toilet. So by the time I got home, I was blue. But yeah, there we no, go. That should yeah. put up with it. So what I think we should do is we've done that bit. We've not we've very well. I think you've brilliantly skirted over all the details so that your news item is catching people fresh. So watch out for it tomorrow on ITV, isn't it? I think. Uh, we think it might be tomorrow, yes, but pro- we're possibly filming tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're filming tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go around everybody and say what's okay. the one thing, the one negative thing about being disabled. We've done crap access. We know that's crap. <laughs> so, what's the one negative thing about being disabled that really bugs you? And I think I'm going to start with Zek. Oh, bugger, I needed time to think. All right, then, in that case, I'll start with that. <laughs> and move to Zek. That's it. I'm, I'm prepared. With, I'm going to start with whoever wants to shout, yes, I've got something, sir. <laughs> See, now they're going to <laughs> This is live, folks. You can't just sit there and go, mm, well. Oh, go on, then. Go on, then. I'll tell you what. I'll tell right. you what. I go on, then, the, ne- the, negative, the negative for me isn't the physical uh, disability that affects me. It's the mental that that yeah. mental fatigue that I struggle with the most, I will put up with massive amounts of pain and all crap like that. But when I get really brain fried to such a level where I'm so tired, I can't even look at a screen or sounds drive me mad. I I, I go fetal. I'm just in mm. tears. I'm awful. I just can't cope. I hate that. That's the worst one for me from a physical point of view, like of my disability. And I think as bad? well... Uh, sorry, Mick, but I think as well, no, on, it's, it's um, it's the whole sort of like mentally having to say to people all the time, you know, like the, the mental toll of having to say to people all the time, this is why I struggle. This is, and then you know, the the often brick wall we get of, yeah, well, it's, it's not really, a, it's not really a problem, is it? And you think that, yeah, but that no, it is, like you know, hope you feel better and, soon. Yeah. That, <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of, it kind of, I think it's like being an advocate can sometimes be like wading through treacle and you think that you're banging your head against a brick wall. And I think that that to me, sometimes you think, why why am I even bothering? Because you just say, I can't keep repeating myself. How long do I have to keep repeating myself before somebody goes, no, I get it. It's fine. I get it. It's all right. We hear you and we're going to sort this. I think that sometimes get me gets me. That's the that's the thing. Do you know what? If I was going to say anything about that brain my, uh, mental anguish stuff, that's the thing that I because I mean, you imagine, like I said, the first time I did it was nineteen eighty two, early nineteen eighty two. So I was just seventeen, and I am fifty six. I'm fifty seven this year. So mm-hmm. it's been forty years of. Can I come in, please? Can I? Yeah. And I mean, so much so, I've made it my job, just like you have. We've made it our jobs telling people about access. And you're like, I'm actually going to die. <laughs> Things have killed be shit. I generally thought I'd have a flying robot chair and there'd be jetpacks. And, and instead, I'm still going to be outside going, Do you have a toilet? <laughs> it's like, fuck's sake <laughs> so, you know excuse my french sorry it's live and it's up not after the night up not before the watershed anyways it's online we can do what we like so i can swear <laughs> we've, we've um, got someone coming here mick who says mick you will already know the fast in york where the council ah, have yes. banned blue badge holders from city See this right this is the thing i think as well is that we're we all have this experience of being it chips away at you and then every now and again, things happen and you just go, oh, my God, it's getting worse again. And I think what's happening in York and it's happening all around the country as well, that, that, that all these weird let's cut car schemes are just really targeting disabled people. In York, they banned blue badges, badge holders from the city centre, saying it's a security <laughs> risk. As if, you know, there's an army of blue badge holding terrorists <laughs> driving around. <laughs> I mean, the way it's oh, going, God, there will be. <laughs> but, but it's like... So, so and I think they had a festival last weekend or something to celebrate this, and you couldn't get in if you were disabled. Oh, Jesus it's like what? So, so <laughs> it's tiring. Like Mick says, it's tiring, isn't it? What's it like for you, Alice? As someone that's visually impaired, it's kind of a slightly different set of barriers, but they're all <laughs> still barriers. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting in terms of, and and that's one of the things. This whole um, 
sort of fest comedy festival debacle has uh mm. made me quite conscious of is is the um kind of element of i suppose privilege of just being able to walk that there is definitely a an element of sometimes when um when things get a bit much for me i can just get up and get out <laughs> um whereas you know in in terms of or you know the opposite it can just go in somewhere and that's not necessarily something that's that's an option for wheelchair users um but i think and i think the thing the, the thing about um for me when i i think about the sort of barriers that i face versus the sort of barriers that people who are wheelchair users experience for me it's not necessarily um about getting you know getting into places but there's quite often an element of you know i can walk in the door somewhere but i i just don't want to be there because of the amount of work that i'm going to have to do to be able to kind of make use of the place um I was thinking about it when I was in uh, the supermarket the other day and I'm there with my guide dog and then I'm trying to, uh, I was trying to pick a hummus um, because I am that white middle-class person. That and, was when um, I rang you. I was ranting at you. You were like, trying to pick some hummus. Can you go away, please? <laughs> um, and so I've got my dog and I've got my basket and I've also got my reader thing that I have to use to be able to see what I'm doing and then I've also got to have a hand through to hold the hummus so that I can put my reader over it but then I'm also blocking the six people behind me who are like I just want to get some coleslaw move <laughs> and it's just there's def a definite element of sort of feeling like an inconvenience feeling like you're in the way um when trying to make things accessible for yourself trying to have that mm -hmm. kind of level of independence. Mm -hmm um that i think I, is, had a, is... I had a good one alice in in our road i'd come back from shore one saturday it was pouring rain and i said to my wife i'm gonna go and film that she said it's chucking it with rain i said i can't resist a car was parked with its rear wheels in the road and its front all the way across the path at a diagonal it was the worst yes. i mean we get them parking on the path so i wheeled yeah. down and i'm filming like the number plate because i'm going to send it off and this guy comes out typical six land out house What's your effing problem? I'm doing some bloody work in here. You could just ask. I said, no, no, you don't get it. You're in there. This means mm. I've got to go out in the road. He yeah. goes, you can bloody see it. I said, right, what if somebody came along with a sight impairment? And he went, well, the bloody dog would see the car, wouldn't they? They'd see it. It's a big enough bloody car. I said, what, and the dog would know which house you're doing your plastering in, would it? And he went, oh, you're just being awkward. I said, no, you've parked like a knob. And, and he just are. couldn't... Yeah, he just couldn't get the fact that he had blocked this path, not only for people with disabilities, but mums with buggies, the whole lot. Around here, that's the big problem. So, yeah. I mean, how, how you get around stuff Do like that? Do you know that? what? Because... I think that's the root of, of all of this, this whole mental stuff that we're talking about, this kind of drain. It's not, like, lots of people kind of go on about disabilities and think about your impairment, your issues, your condition, whatever. But I mean, I'm a, you know me, I'm a big social model fan. I hooray, love it. And I genuinely think that the attitude of either, oh, I can't be bothered, it doesn't matter, we don't get enough of them, or, oh, you're getting in my way, or you're being annoying, yeah. or, or, or or the other one, of course, is the, oh, it's all right for you, you get all those perks, like a blue badge yeah. and a free car and a free house and a jetpack. And you're like, no, we don't get any of those. No. You know, oh, look at your, you know, do you? and it's it's that constant stuff. It's funny because um, Avril here has been talking, is talking about, um, people that can't see stuff like chronic pain and hidden impairments. And, 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 and uh, Alice, I bet you're the same. If it wasn't for the dog, they'd be like, I bet they come out and go, what do you need that for? Because you don't look visually impaired. I, like, Sorry, I don't have a big visually impaired hat on. on. On a daily basis, when I go out with my guide dog, I get asked if I'm training her and I have to go, no, she's my guide dog. I'm legally blind. And then people go, oh, wow, you wouldn't know. You don't look. And I go, oh, I don't look like what? Please tell me what I don't look like. Honestly, when I met Alice for the first time, Alice had told me prior to us meeting that she gets it all the time. And to a certain extent, like, it wasn't that I didn't believe her, but I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I bet she gets like, it occasionally. But we were sat in a restaurant uh, for about two, three hours, maybe, and at least four people in that space of time were like, oh, 
got the dog and then was like oh you're training her oh like, i'm like so, and the other question that i got was could you watch my bags please and alice was like is that because you can't run off with them uh, I used to be the coat hack, coat rack, when we used to go clubbing. All yeah. my friends, all Diane's mates would go, here you go, Mick. And I remember once the song came on and I went, I've got to go to the dance floor. And I went to Will Forward and I got so many coats I couldn't actually move. So I was just covered in coats in the back and I didn't know because they'd been shoving them down the back of a chair. It's like, thanks a lot, girls. That's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh, I'd go mad if someone uses my chair, but puts a bag on it or something, even when they're around, they went, you're not sat in it. No, just do you no. not get people patting you on the head? Um, I, get it I think well I scare it. people. Well, because my hair, as you know, is a masterpiece and takes a lot longer than people understand. And they always come up and go, all right, mate, and do that on your head. And you're like, people have actually lost arms that way. Which is I, I was going to say you should bite them. Yeah, I, I, but I don't think anybody's patted me on the head. They always seem surprised that I, I work and I have a job. Mm, like mm. when they say, "Oh, um, do you work?" and I go, "Yeah," and they go, "Oh, wow! It's so nice that they've given you an a chance, isn't it?" Giving you, and I'm like, <laughs> "What?" No, like they, they they can't compute the fact that I I work and yeah, I no. earn my own money, and it's just you think, "What? Where does what? where does my legs not work in mm. automatically like mean that I I'm incapable of holding the other job?" I, I always love it when I send a client my quote. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, how much? And I go, what's the going rate? And they go, what, really? And I go, well, you, what you've got to understand is you need me more than I need you to see how much I'm earning. <laughs> see, uh, I think yeah. I get treated fairly okay because, you know, my wife says I never look happy. I always look mean. I, I in fact, got in trouble at one job many years ago because they said I look aggressive. And I'm like, no, that's my face. <laughs> I must admit, I used to get. It, I used to find it was much easier when I was in the full Mad Max gear. I'd wheel yeah. down the street with the knee pants and all the studded jackets on and that, and everyone would get out of my way. And I the bet, more yeah. casual I've got, and the more like an old <laughs> grumpy bloke in jeans I've got, the more people won't get out of my way. And is I once went. To, for, is that what I need to do? Yeah, Matthew? we all need to dress up like we've come from Mad Max, and then that'll be yeah. it, and it'd be a whole new look. Really mean and scary. And, <laughs> and we, what we can do is we can design it design the look yeah. and then sell it direct accessible yeah. clothing for mad max it'd be brilliant <laughs> but i once went for a part in a in a bbc series playing a murderous bank manager so i thought right so i dyed my hair brown oh. glasses a shirt oh, and a tie oh. and a whole lot and i spent a week as a bank manager trying to fight i was trying to go method it wasn't a good mm -hmm. idea anyway i was walking down the street this was in shepherd's bush i was wheeling down the street down um uh Shepherd's Bush Road, and someone stepped out of a shop, and the step I, the shop had quite a big step. And rather than stop, he stepped over and put his foot between my legs on my wheelchair, and then just stepped over me. I was like, "What the? I've I, I've never been so badly treated as I was that week when I looked like a bank clerk with glasses and a shirt and just normal." No. And I was See, like, "See, if wow. you had been a murderer." That would have been yeah. a perfect opportunity. Exactly. That's why they're murderous. Yeah. That's it. Well, that, that I... was what I was trying to say to the casting director was, you don't understand. Now I know what it's like. I can understand why he's a murderer. <laughs> in fact, I might actually start it myself. But anyway. That's I went to um, Legoland with a, with some friends of ours and their kids. And obviously I, can't, I couldn't get on the ride. So I was sort of st sat there waiting for them to get off. And um, a man with a grabber picking up the rubbish was like sort of picking up the litter. And instead of asking me to move, he put his grabber underneath my chair and was firking around under my chair. And I was just like, what the hell are you Just ask me to move and I will move. What are you doing? Like, what? What? Hello, I'm here. I can speak. Quite yes, ridiculous. Well, I once was at a, a club, a, a strange and slightly weird fetish club. <laughs> and I was just sitting talking to my girlfriend she's now my wife and we're yeah. having a chat and all of a sudden i thought into my chair and there was a bloke licking my tires oh and i went you don't want to Stop do licking that licking them licking them and i said you don't want to do that mate because you don't know where they've been like, I mean, tires. we all know tires not good and he went oh god and then licked them more and then he went will you run over my groin oh. so he laid down Funny, and I, mate, I was about to do it for free onto his groin <laughs> in my chair 
because apparently he was into rubber, and of course the tires are rubber. So yeah, you know. and I, I and hope I you charged that, him a fortune for it. I, if I, well, I I didn't, but I should have done. And that's going to bring me on, you see, to the good the side. Segway. Because <laughs> we've only got ten minutes left, and I want to get some good things in. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether no, that's we're going to run bad. over. Come that's on. just weird, to be honest. But but what but what do you think? Being disabled is brought. Hang on, how life. does somebody licking your tyres bring us on to the good points of disability? <laughs> I've just realised. Well, I'll tell you what. It, tell you what. It saved me cleaning them. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it also proves all these people that go, "Oh, I can't find anyone." Oh, it's because I'm disabled. You're like, well, I know of at least one bloke that might not be into you, but we're really into your wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that, see, that's what I think my positive from being disabled is, is actually kind of, one, I don't take life too seriously, as you can tell. No. In fact, I was talking to a doctor recently, and he said, you don't seem to take any of this very seriously. <laughs> it's like, I know I might be dying, but it's fun, isn't it? You stop being so light-hearted. But, but also that you kind of see the stupidity in it all, because you know how precious and wonderful life is. And and you see a lot of, I see a lot of non-disabled people wondering about not really seeing how wonderful it is and wasting their lives. And you think, you don't know. One day you'll wake up and it'll all be a bit less wonderful. And then you'll go, shit, I should have enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's my I get, thing. I get um, like migraine. Oh. Yes. Is you that right? one? Come on. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Um, no, I was just going to say, I, I get... Um, um, She's doing get two migraine. things at once there, I feel. <laughs> I get migraines. She's, and... She's looking up weird blokes that lick rubber wheelchairs for Lucy on the side. <laughs> She's found Mick. Migraines, Alice, migraines. Migraines, migraines. Uh, yeah, I get I get migraines that basically put me in bed for like twenty four hours, um, and they're related to my disability. Mm. And I can remember saying to my mum once, I was like, I just don't do stuff I don't like because, mm. like, why why am I going to waste my precious not in bed, being able to see and in pain and like not just wishing I was dead time doing stuff I don't like when I know mm. that that's just around the corner. Yeah. So it's definitely given me a um I, I don't take shit from life sort of attitude. And I think for me, the for me, being a disabled person has meant that um we are great problem solvers. Yeah. So we we are we live in a society that isn't made for us. The society would rather we got are hidden away so most of the time. And um we I think the our act of defiance is getting out there and enjoying life and um and being able to to sort of get around the barriers that people put in our way because I'm like, you know, you, you're telling me I can't go to the pub, you just watch me. If somebody tells me I cannot do something, <laughs> I will do it ten times over. Um over and over again and it, I think it's that ingenuity and that willingness to never kind of like just because there's a problem like we don't automatically give up in the first instance do we we just kind of like I'm sure there's a way around this <laughs> I'm sure there's a way around this so uh yeah and I think we that's... tend to find it that's the bit I think I think it's most important yeah. everyone I know that's disabled they'll a problem will happen and they'll go right how can I fix this and and then they do it and it, yeah. it might be the right for them. It might not be right for someone else. Although I do think now we're talking more on social media. I think we're all starting to help each other out. It's it's a whole brave new world now where you go, I've got this problem. And about a thousand people write in with different solutions. And you go, oh, I, I like that one. Signal, isn't it? I'm a help, help, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now so that's another whole superhero thing, isn't it? Crit man. <laughs> Crit person. Not going to gender it. And that's going to be brilliant. <laughs> Wonder Woman, that's what that is. That's it. It's you. There you go. You. Now, Zach, what I... about you? What what benefits have you got? Because I'm going to get you are going to have a word here, and it might. I am. Be my... I'm, quite happy. I'm, I'm quite happy to sit in the background today. I'm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I would have probably been all right at the moment. I'm struggling with the positives. I've got to admit, old Zach's been a little bit 
Eeyore at the moment. I'm struggling with all the rising prices and all the crap that's mm. going on. And I'm, yeah, I, I have to admit, it's getting me, and I've been feeling really mortal lately. Mm. I've been laying yeah, in bed no, going, I'm going to die. But, you know, and I, I wasted all those years because, you know, I've only been this, uh, a wheelchair for what, 12, 11, 12 years. And so I'm now looking oh. back on my life and going, I wasted all that fucking time. You don't realise mm. how good you got it. So, no, I'm afraid I'm being a bit all doom and gloom at the moment. I suppose it's caused me to slow down. I think mm. I'm a bit of a better person than I was before. But, you know, slowing down. I mean, going back to the first episode, I mean, you have to bring it up. We talked about sex relationships. My biggest mm. fear when I become disabled was, no, sex! And it actually turned out that it was like, caused me to slow down, think things out, and it's a whole lot better than it was before. Mm. Yes. <laughs> You may ask Mrs. Yeah. Richardson. She may say something different. Yeah, but <laughs> Mr. Richardson, <laughs> uh, we, hell of, we a time. of course, are all going to say that, aren't we? We're all going to say, well, look, obviously, sex with disabled people is obviously going to be better because we're just much better lovers. And then the next <laughs> episode, we're going to have Welcome to Disability Rising TV, the partners episode. And then they'll all be going, yeah, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> that, that's that looking on the positive side of life again, you know. <laughs> I mean, the disabled community, I have to say, the people I've gotten mm. to know within the community has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah I that, agree with I that. I think that's the thing, yeah. I think that's the big one is that it's funny because when I was young, it wasn't a community. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was, I mean, this is long before you two, you know, Alice and Lucy were probably born, but there was this, it wasn't so much of a community. There was a community, but it was very proactive, very political. You know, it was very much about protest and handcuffs mm. and to buses not handcuffs in clubs that's a whole different thing that i was more into but anyway and uh <laughs> someone sent me a picture of me in an old fetish club looking gorgeous and now i'm just thinking about all the glory days i had when i was young and beautiful um but having your tires leaked the tires leaked, yes you know so it saves a fortune on toothbrushes because that's how i have to clean them now yeah i sit oh. in the bath with mine <laughs> yeah yeah anyway they see there's a handy tip folks if you need to My clean anything off wheels, your toilet not the off, off, if you need to clean anything off your wheels you know horrible nastiness toothbrush in the bath a little bit of shower clean it over lovely always yeah. works. right okay so there we I'm go i'm gonna try that big i'll try that not not so, not it, so good for guide it, not so good for say, guide does dogs. It work, work for a guide dog that's rolled in fox shit when you've been out so that's <laughs> That's usually nope. me in the garden and just buckets <laughs> no, of water. You know what, Alice? No. It took me a moment to realise you said fox shit. <laughs> no, but Mick knows a guy who would lick that off. <laughs> <laughs> I, prob I probably do, but we won't go into that. I'm actually going red but underneath all this makeup for talking about my sordid life. <laughs> what I want to do, just before we end, one, I'm going to say, but you two are going to join our, our stable of presenters, I hope, because I know we were discussing it. Would you like to become one of the DHTV presenters and take turns? You could do it together one time, we'd do it in bits. Or are you so busy that you kind of go, we'll come on as guests, but, you know, probably should have had this conversation off camera, really, but I'm trying to just get you to do it. Get you to say <laughs> yes on camera. Oh, all right, all no right. pressure. No pressure. I think we can probably squeeze it in. Yeah, excellent. So. No, it won't be every Mrs. week Richardson or anything. Says. It'll be now and again. No, We're no, going to build up a no. stable of present. That's brilliant. That's why I like to hear. Can Can I just say what What will really help is um, if people uh, go and um, listen to our podcast and like it, and then leave like rate and review and subscribe or donate to our GoFundMe mm. because then me and Lucy will have more time because we won't have to do those you know pesky job things that we have. What's What's so. What's the website address? Can you give me the website address? Top of your head, and I'll put it up it's as a banner. It's www.labeledpodcast.co.uk. Labeled is spelled for those who have who don't know is uh, lab led because we are labeled. Yeah, I was I was going to say because it is like labeled. It's not le or something. Because I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking are you being all a bit European? Le no. Oh, hello. <laughs> no. We it's, are it's, it, uh, <laughs> a bit of a regret really because we now have to spell it every single time. Yeah. But, <laughs> when we finally agreed on a name, we were like, let's not do this anymore. This is too much. <laughs> yeah, it's easy with hindsight, isn't it? Because I mean, I, like with my website, sat on my butt, I called mm. it. I thought it was really funny 12 years ago. And now, years down, I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, I always just call everything Mick Scarlet because I'm vain and egotistical. <laughs> now, before we. <laughs> 
before we make everybody knows who you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, true. But, you know, only because I keep labeling myself. Mick Scarlet, Mick Scarlet, it's Mick Scarlet. This is Mick. Every time, if you watch anything I do on on YouTube or anything, I go, "Hello, I'm Mick Scarlet," and it's like, right, you said it on every single thing you ever. Done. But that's fine. Which it's actually time we're meant to be ending now, but I'm not gonna end yet. I'm gonna say one more thing. I'm gonna Ooh. say, can you all give one thing that you think is bizarre about being disabled? I want to get the weirdness in. What's the one thing that you go, what? Every time it happens. How can we compete with what you've already said? What tire licking? That nah, doesn't yeah. happen a lot though. It's not it's not a common thing. There are common things that happen. So I'm gonna anyone... I'm gonna go with the like I get I get the are you training them question all the time? But I do very frequently get very weird questions about my dog. Like yeah. people ask, I, I legitimately had a long conversation with somebody on the bus once who was like, how do you pick up after the dog's poo if you can't see? And I was like, I mean, like how, how do you pick up if your dog goes to the toilet in the dark and you can't see? Like, just it was just and she was like oh but what if you can't smell and i was like you, so you do or you know where where does your dog what what do you do with your dog when you go to the toilet and i'm like i mean it kind of depends where i am if i'm at home i can't shut the door because she sits outside it and complains so mostly <laughs> mostly i wee with her chin on my knee if you really have to know but that's that's the bizarre thing is the weird questions people want to know about my relationship with my dog. You know what? I bet that's what everyone says. It's the weird questions because I know yeah, that's going to be mine. <laughs> well, I think I think those weird questions they make they make for weird experiences. And so because we've had weird experiences, weird brilliant dinner party guests. If you get me on, come down with me. I'm going to win. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> weird I weird dinner party stories. I got offered a chance to go on that, and I didn't. I didn't want to because I'm not having them look around my house because of. You know, yeah, I was going to say it's the going around. Don't the house look bit. in mixed drawers. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that bloke is. He shut that bloke. Yeah, that's it. He's actually, he's actually chained up. He's, he's actually in a cupboard in in, in the in the corridor. Like he's in the like, bath yeah. with the toothbrush, <laughs> <laughs> waiting eagerly with a smile. <laughs> I must be. I, I I always think the what happened to you? Yeah, that's like, yeah. And because it's funny, someone on online was saying, "Weren't they? Oh, God, I'm so fed up with that." What What do you say? And because I, I, I grew up in Luton, and so I always used to tell people that I was sunbathing one day, and a lump of blue ice fell off an aeroplane and disabled me. Because <laughs> I just wanted to say to everyone, I was disabled by frozen shit. But uh, <laughs> I like go, that. I, oh, I, really? I, I like to tell lies. I tell people mm. that um, I was. Uh, it was like a freak chemical spill. Things like that, you know, like superhero yeah. origin stories, but like they made me go, Oh, I was at Chernobyl. Is that picture? Tree fell on my legs and uh, I got stuck like in a storm, I got stuck, yeah. and they rescued me, and now I can't walk. That's, uh... I will tell you though, a little tip if you want to stop the conversation, yeah. just do what I now do because I had cancer. So I just go, Cancer. <laughs> and then they go, Unless and it's a Jimmy back. Carr audience oh, right. and they laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but they do they just stop and go and then back away terrified because yeah. they don't want to go so uh have you still got it <laughs> yeah so how was that like, for you <laughs> i keep asking if i've ever been a paralympian yeah yeah no i get that yeah. i mean I've, I've got boobs you know i mean i i've never moved quick this mm, unless biscuit right. eating is a paralympic sport <laughs> I've always said if they make sitting on the sofa, <laughs> sofa surfing, biscuit eating, cake eating, um, or avoiding sport a sport, yeah, there, absolutely, totally. Well, there you go. Yeah, I suppose you've come to one of those hiatus moments where we're all a bit kind of, hmm, there you go. That was 50 minutes. I'm getting a bit bored now. So, so it's five minutes over time. So, I think we've done brilliant. So, oh, it's not over time because we don't really set a time. No, we don't. We just go until people go, ah, poor old Val's going, why don't you advertise this a bit more so I won't turn up late? Sorry, Val, we've been shouting about it on social media all week. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Disability Horizons TV, or yeah. it's on the Disability Horizons page. It's on our um, Twitter, which on is Twitter. something. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Hang on, I've, I've got a banner for We don't actually have an Instagram account yet, do we? We, we should set up an oh. Instagram for Disability Horizons. 
Yeah, no, that's something else we need. If you want to be our social media person, please contact us. Because <laughs> I do Twitter, but I can't stand Instagram. And I don't know how to disconnect it from my Facebook. So it keeps I was asked that. if I would do TikTok. Someone yeah, no, I got told that apart. It's Disability old, Horizons. I'm too old for TikTok. I do not yeah. understand it. I do not I understand said, Disability yeah. Horizons, would, would you do TikTok for us? And I looked at it and I come back and said... No, I, I'm. I, I'd be like an old man at a prom party. Be... <laughs> I think we should do a space show. I think we should do TikToks on purpose. Do old people TikTok? <laughs> Hello, what's this? I don't know what's going on. What button do I press? Is that it? Oh, <laughs> that's all they are is just a series of. Where am I? What is that? Is it over? And then dancing to a weird song. The one I don't get is the one. Is it Instagram with all the filters? And then the people just yeah. going. And they video themselves with a filter going, oh, my God, this is a filter. And you're like, no, it's the lip syncing I don't get. My daughter has sent me a video and just go, ha, ha. And there's someone lip syncing to a phrase from a movie that I don't know. I'm like, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. At this point, we've definitely descended into we're really old time. <laughs> uh, so we think we're really fat flash because we're doing podcasts and live video chats. <laughs> and yeah. we could be on TikTok earning millions selling Stuff to people we don't know. And Katie says that, she's on TikTok. Yeah, I like right, Katie. Well, you come on soon and you can tell us all about TikTok because you can teach us. <laughs> teach, the only TikTok I do TikTok, is the clock. It's just out it's of terrible. I, mean, I, am I tell you how old I am. But, uh, in the beginning, Mick said, after this, we're going to, and he said, Wagga Mummers, but I thought he yeah. said, Waggy Mummies. <laughs> and I hadn't got a clue what a Waggy Mummies was. <laughs> That's a whole other type of club, but we won't go into that either. Anyway, <laughs> I've just got to say, folks, thank you so much for watching. I'm going to say thank you so much to Lucy and so much to Alex. Thank you to Zek again for making all the magic happen. Um, we will be back again in two weeks. It may be a different set of presenters because we will see if we can convince Lucy or Alex to join us, or maybe they'll take and one of us will go and have a holiday. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm going maybe to the they're going to never come back again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah, a I never want to be on that bloody program again. They're awful. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to hospital tomorrow to find out whether or not I'm going to be rebuilt again. Oh, good luck, so, mate. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's fine. It's just, well, that was one of the negative, positive, I don't know. Bits. All I know is that I'm actually worth about £250,000 of scrap because the amount of titanium I've got in my body. So it's I said to my wife, It's going to be the future armour head in a jar. Well, I've been just in a jar. <laughs> the bit is, just eventually I'm going to be Wolverine. I'm going to be, it's going to be Wolverine. Soon the whole body will be adamantium and I'll be indestructible, which Not would be great. Just I'll, I'll be kind of a crap Wolverine. More like Teen Wolf. Do you know where the, the name Scarlet comes from? It comes from Captain Scarlet. When I was a kid, my mum always used to say to me, you're like Captain Scarlet, you're indestructible. And as I got older, I realised I am like Captain Scarlet. I am indestructible. I just always come out crappy. <laughs> so every time I break, I come out more broken. So it's like, I'm never going to die, but I'm going to end up eventually just this kind of slug in a jar. <laughs> we fixed you again, Mick. Thanks, that's great. <laughs> and with that, fearful thought... We are going to leave you. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching. We'll see you again in two weeks' time. Um, and with that, uh, I'm going to say goodbye to you all, you wonderful people, Lucy, Alice, and Zek. And I'm Mick Scarlet. See you again next time, as you said. Goodbye. Mick Scarlet. I'm Mick Scarlet, you know. Did you know?